0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. Now, here are your hosts Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully.
1: Welcome to Golf Talk Canada. The gang is all here for another edition of our year review series here on their Golf Talk Canada winter schedule. And today we are chewing the majors, that's right, the four majors that were 2022, very different golf tournaments in 2022. And I mean, just off the top boys, before we get into this, and we'll do it chronologically, we'll start in Augusta, but before we get to the year's first major in Augusta, now that we sit back on the outside looking in for Augusta, if we go back to the fall, Of 2021, eh, how many of these names that won majors in 2022 would you have had in your window of potential major winners for the year? Maybe JT, maybe Cameron Smith. That's about it for me. There's a lot of surprises here, Adam.
2: Certainly a lot of surprises and you know this time last year as we record in in fall 2022 Scotty Scheffler was the 12th man on that U.S. Ryder Cup team he was sort of the add-on to that team he was someone who easily could have been replaced and then he goes on this historic run to world number one that not many people saw coming Matthew Fitzpatrick who would have Who would have thunk it that he would have gone through this elaborate speed training program that we'll get into in another best of edition of GTC that he goes out, changes his golf game. And and Cameron Smith, yeah, he was this great player, but, you know, he goes wins the players championship kind of out of nowhere. I guess you could say he was 10 to one going into that final round, then goes and wins the open. So I think Justin Thomas was really the only guy due for a second major, if that makes sense.
1: Bob, I think JT was kind of our radar. At the time, I guess last fall, you know, before we got to Kapalua, I walked with Cameron Smith for four days and watched him crush that scoring record. Once I saw him do that, he was on my radar the rest of the year. In fact, I had Cameron Smith and Colin Morikawa as 1A and 1B to win the Masters. They were two of my three TSN edge picks when we went to Augusta. They ended up finishing T3 and 5th. It's not that they had bad Masters. But I mean, if we go before Kapalua to the fall last year, JT would have been the only name on my list that won a major that I was even looking at for 2022, Bob.
3: Yeah, I think if you uh, look at the guys who came runner up in the majors this year, you would have picked some of those guys, right? Will Zalatoris was a guy that we were thinking of. Uh, Rory, obviously, in a couple of them. So, you know, there's there's more uh, there were more close calls by guys that you thought were going to do something special than there were was the other way around.
1: Yeah, that's a great observation. And that's a great segue to Augusta, because we should look at the final leaderboard and remind our listeners how this finished. Scotty Scheffler would win his first major championship. Steady Eddie wins the race. Sixty nine, sixty seven, seventy one, seventy one. It's a final winning score of 10 under par. A three-shot victory over Rory McIlroy at seven under par with a backdoor Sunday, 64, charging just a little too late. A fellow Irishman, Shane Lowry, tied for third along with Cameron Smith, five off Scheffler's pace at five under par. Colin Murakawa rounding out the top five at four under. Will Zalatoris tied for six alongside Corey Connors at three under par. It is another top ten. For Corey Connors at Augusta, another tremendous performance from the Canadian. Justin Thomas at one under alongside Sun J.M. in a tie for eighth. And rounding out the top ten, Cameron Champ and Charles Schwartzel at even par. Scotty Scheffler, guys. Bob, this is the breakout player of the year. And this is the crown jewel of his performance in 2022.
3: I mean, he was on a hot streak coming in to the masters he was he had just uh become world number one after winning the the, the uh, dell technologies match play um you i think he sort of surprised a lot of people even though he was as adam said was on the uh Ryder cup team when you look at what he did in the months before augusta national it was spectacular and really didn't have much of a a, a threat right a a I guess if you could look at Cameron Smith got it to one stroke on the second hole. And then on the third hole, Scheffler decides, eh, no, I've had enough of you and chips it in. Well, uh, well, Cam makes the bogey and if you can four putt on the final green of the Augusta national and still win says something about where you are going into that hole.
1: And Bob, for the first time, really in a long time, you and I always say, oh, you know, this is a trampoline. He's going to springboard this performance on this huge scale. That's the Ryder cup. It's going to be springboarded into something else. And for once, it was actually true. He actually used that stage and that success. And we were actually right for a change in that prediction. I got to ask you before we get to Adam on this, have we, where are we now? Looking back all these months later, was this a great player coming out? Or is this a good player that was on a great run? Or are you still waiting to see on Scotty Scheffler? We got to see what happens early in 23 to answer that question.
3: The biggest thing for me about Scotty Scheffler after the masters was he didn't really have a lot of bad weeks, you know, even his, his okay weeks were, were better than most. He, uh, yeah, you know, he missed a little bit here and there, but I think overall you saw the consistency of how good he can be. And I think the masters, if nothing else, that just added so much confidence to his game where he realizes, okay, I do, I do belong at this level.
1: So I will put Bob weeks in the, scotty scheffler is still a top five player on the planet when we wrap up 2023 yeah i'm I'm getting the nod all right adam coming out party scotty scheffler i mean i'm with bob on this and that and he's a great guy and the family is fantastic these are some of the nicest people maybe the most grounded world number one we have ever seen i mean you've got a look very deep in the, uh, in the history of the official world golf ranking. Maybe Luke Donald would be come to mind as, as another really grounded world number one. Scotty Scheffler is the guy next door. Hard not to cheer for him. And for me, I mean, breakout of the year, hands down.
2: Totally, and you know, watching him go on this run and watching him lead the the masters by so many shots he he seemed robotic, he seemed like he wasn't a human he just seemed like you know he would speak to the media after and give you know a fifteen second answer and really not show any emotion and it was It was really nice actually to to see him talk about. How he bawled his eyes out the morning he won the Masters and think that, you know, I'm not ready for this moment. So we realized then that he's actually not a robot and he's actually a human being. So that was good. But the one the moment.
1: Transparency, Adam, is great. Don't you love it? Us, for what we do for a living. Yeah. Bands of golf. These guys are usually so guarded. The fact mm. that he was so transparent was so fresh.
2: Totally. And, you know, two moments really stand out for me, how he won the Masters. Bob, you mentioned the one Sunday final round. But for me, it was his 54th hole, the Saturday third round. He hits this quack hook left into the trees, has to take a drop. He's so far back, hits this unbelievable swooping hook with this follow through that everyone would listening to this would probably tear everything in their back trying to do and he hits <laughs> the back of the green makes an unbelievable bogey which could have been six seven eight pretty easily and he goes on to win it was pretty funny too where when he four putted the 72nd hole and the fans were cheering for him he was laughing he just couldn't get this ball in the hole but for scotty scheffler this is a guy who had an absolute heater for sure. He was in the mix of the U S open. He was in the mix for a little bit of the open championship as well. So I, I know Let's we not
1: forget that he should have won the FedEx cup he Could not have won... totally it on Sunday.
2: Totally. And, and then he didn't, he didn't play great at the president's cup, but, I'm still pretty high on Scheffler here going forward. Another big reason for that is his caddy, Ted Scott, who's had a ton of success, obviously, with Bubba Watson, who's now on the live tour, but this is a guy who's helped him stay grounded. And I, I have big expectations for Scheffler again. Maybe not as big as this year, but I, th- I still think he wins once or twice. All more.
1: right. All right, Adam. So then question to you, then, is he in the top five come the end, come this time next year in the official World Golf Ranking? He's still the top five player in the world. Scheffler. I, I
2: believe he is. Yes. All
1: right. Uh, the second biggest story, obviously Tiger Woods making the cut in a first appearance is massive. I think, uh, you know, the expectations on Tiger guys are always, you know, we get very excited and we're we're in that December time of year now where we're going to see him play all this kind of thrilly, fluffy golf. And we're going to have to tame our expectations because riding around a cart with your son at the PNC or playing at the Albany Club in a limited field in perfect weather, et cetera, et cetera, or the match is different than playing the Masters. We, you know, we can all agree on that. So we're going to have to temper our expectations on Tiger. But the fact that he was able to make the cut and play four rounds of golf at Augusta is one of the huge wins of the 2022 golf season, really. Rory McIlroy, the backdoor 64. I was not high on Rory when we went to Augusta, when we got to the Masters. I know, Bob, you had him as one of your picks when we went to Augusta. And I always felt like for Rory, there was something emotionally missing. I always laugh, but the eye of the tiger is not there, right? And there was something missing in the stomach. And that's why we see these backdoor finishes at Augusta. When you've got nothing to lose and you can freewheel it and you're you're not expected to perform 64 second place. The record book, 50 years from now, you'll look back and you'll see second place for Rory McIlroy. But I always feel like the elephant was too big in the room. Question for you. Is live golf the best thing that's ever happened to Rory McIlroy? And I ask you that because this year, when we get to Augusta in 2023, Rory will be on my list. And he will be on my list, not just because of what he can do inside the ropes. We know he's super talented. But Rory has shone bright, shined bright in this. I am the face of this game. Uh, I don't like the way the, the game's going. I am the world's number one player. And all of a sudden, Bob, Rory McIlroy is the guy who wants the rock with no time left on the clock. And I haven't seen that, Rory, since 2014. And maybe, Bob, the elephant is not as big in the room as it was. And maybe this is the year, Bob.
3: It certainly could be. And I th- I also think you've got to give him uh, a lot of credit for that, uh, for what how much that 64 will do for him. I asked him at the Canadian Open this year about, um, you know, how rare are those rounds and how hard are they to, to to find? We're referencing his final round at Hamilton a few years earlier. And he says, you know, there are moments when you get out there and you just feel so comfortable and you just know where the ball is going and you just know um, it's going to go in the hole when you hit it. And, and sometimes he said at Hamilton, he was actually sort of laughing at how easy the game felt. And I think at Augusta, the game has always been, despite good scores and good finishes, the game has always been a little hard getting to kind of what you are saying because perhaps he doesn't free himself up. Perhaps he puts too much pressure on himself, whatever it is. But now I think for a whole number of reasons, he does feel like, yeah, you know what? I can shoot 64 any day of the week here. Just watch me.
1: Are we, are you there with uh, Bob and I, Adam? Is this, is this the year where, you know joining golf immortality, getting your face put on the Mount Rushmore of the sport and winning the career grand slam all of a sudden is it in it isn't as big as it used to be, and it's part of the benefit that there's a distraction to that his distraction is he's playing with a chip on his shoulder he's playing to show my tour is better than your tour, and I'm the number one player in the world, and that's almost distracted him from the previous. Spotlight of is this year you complete the career Grand Slam?
2: Yeah, totally. And you know we we see this in other sports where some players play better with a chip on their shoulder, some players play better angry, and you could tell throughout the latter part of 2022 that Rory McElroy was an incredibly motivated athlete. And especially how we couldn't get it done at the Open Championship, even though we played a great round of golf, we just didn't make any putts. As we'll find out in one of our later best of specials during our prediction segment, I, I am very high on Rory in 2022. And it would be a great way to, uh, to complete the career Grand Slam doing it next year as well. I'm very high on him.
1: Well, apparently the only way you get the eye of Tiger back, if you're Rory McIlroy, is you get Live Golf under your skin or you hire Apollo Creed and visit the uh, <laughs> gyms of, uh, of Los Angeles. So he went with Live Golf instead. Okay, on the other side, we will head to Tulsa, Oklahoma, the PGA Championship. It's JT and a playoff as our major championship year review special continues right here on Golf Talk Academy.
0: This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X golf ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, our year review special. It's a major edition. We just wrapped and put a bow on Augusta. Of course, that's April every year. And now with the new, uh, I'm still calling it the new, but the, the more recent location of the PGA Championship in May... The two are headed to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to Southern Hills. Now, Southern Hills has a lot of tradition and a lot of history with major championship golf. But, Bob, this was the first time we've seen it since the Gil Hans renovation. Uh, a lot of rough removed. It was a big ballpark. What was your first impression when you walked on the property at Southern Hills? And were you accurate when you wrapped it up four days later? Did you get what you what you thought you were getting?
3: Uh, yeah, I kind of liked it. I had been there before um, many, many years ago, one of the first earlier majors that we covered and a U.S. Open there. And I didn't really remember it all that well. But when I saw um, the look of it and the feel of it, um, I, I kind of liked it. I thought that there was some good challenge to it. And I did think it was going to be a tough. I mean, there was some weather was playing a fa- played a factor there throughout the uh, the week with some wind and things. But, you know, they never they didn't really. I didn't really go out and uh, and beat it all up. It it kind of held its own, and and for that respect, I kind of did like the ballpark, and I did, I it it, it gave me a um, a sense that they may go back there before too long. I think they were worried a little bit about it at first, but I think it uh, it proved itself.
1: It's going to be the first of many uh, Gil Han's renovations that we see in the major ro- rotation coming up with with the PGA and the U.S. Open. And just renovation projects in general by many architects is some of these old classic Parkland golf courses, Southern Hills, Oakland Hills, Oak Hill, Congressional, have done thousands of tree removal, removed a lot of bluegrass rough, uh, put in a lot of bent or similar to bent, depending on what part of the planet you reside in, looking for firm conditions with bailout areas, looking for a more American link style of golf for lack of a better uh, exc- uh, exclamation, uh, excuse me, uh, description is the word I'm looking for. Um, and we're going to see a lot of it. We're going to see it next year in Rochester when we get to the PGA championship, because a similar Renault was just done to Oak Hill. Let's look at the leaderboard. Justin Thomas in a playoff over Will Zalatoris. They finished the championship at five under par. Cameron Young, and Mito Pereira, one off the pace at four under. Tommy Fleetwood and Chris Kirk and Matthew Fitzpatrick, who would have his name on a trophy by the end of the year. A tie for fifth at three under par. Rory McElroy again, just another top 10 in a major for Rory, two under par in eighth. And a tie for ninth, a log jam at one under par. Brandon Steele, Tom Hoagie, Abraham Answer. Sheamus is power. They would round out the top 10 in a tie for ninth at one under par. Guys, for me, this is a real quick conversation in the sense that I will ask you this. My favorite major of the year. We got in a playoff. Uh, to me, the second best shot of the year. The drive in the playoff for Justin Thomas, which I believe was a 3 wood to that 300-yard. 290 was the carry number. 288 carry number, I believe, to go on and win it him and Will Zalatoris, Adam, my favorite major of the year.
2: Okay, so if the Justin Thomas shot was your favorite shot of the year, where's the Mito Pereira? My second
1: t-shirt? favorite. Second, second favorite. favorite shot.
2: <laughs> then where, where's the Mito Pereira t shot on the 72nd hole in your mind? Because that follow-through was cringeworthy. Yeah, that that
1: cringeworthy – I mean that is just also a horrible decision in, in in that situation that might be the worst decision on a golf course of the year to I understand it's a big boy par four It's an adult size par par four I get it but when when the object of the game is to make par, I have this argument with amateurs all the time guys you know friends of mine that I play two ball with net events they're for fun. So you don't like really get into it too much. But one of my biggest pet peeves with amateur golfers and high handicap golfers is if you're going to lay up, you know, lay up, you know, don't lay up into trouble. If you've got 150 yards to the water and you can't carry it, hit it 135, hit it under 30. Do not pick a club that you can stripe into the pond. And when you're standing up there on that on that 72nd hole, and that, you know, that creek came into the play down, at the, I think it was around 290, that creek started coming into play at the bottom right side. I'm like, aim up the left, Mito, and hit a club that no matter how good you hit it, you can't bring that creek into play and leave yourself a longer approach. You know, make four. Five at worst and get out of there horrible decision adam to your point so and a horrible swing it's a combo but yeah jt that's my second favorite golf shot of the year and, is it and your I, favorite major adam is it your favorite major of the year
2: i mean i I'm more on the open, I I think, in terms of drama, in terms of the comeback, in terms of watching Rory try to get it done, in terms of Cam Young, who was also a big factor in this tournament, too, getting the mix. But for Justin Thomas, like you guys know me, I, I do a lot of content with our TSN Edge team. Justin Thomas was eight shots off the lead with 10 holes to go. If you decide to put a little wager on him, his odds at that point were 250 to one, 250 to one and obviously he comes back he makes an absolute bomb for a birdie on the 10th hole comes all the way back to win his first His second career major, his first career major with Jim Bones Mackay on the bag, who apparently had a big impact on him, apparently gave him a good talking to on the driving range the day before after JT was really beating himself up after a poor performance. This is a a huge victory for Justin Thomas, who factored in some other majors as well. But I, I, I also I love the playoff format of the PGA Championship the the three hole format i think as do
1: i as is a, do is I. a
2: winning format i i really think so yeah
1: okay uh so adam it's not your favorite major before i go to bob and ask him if it's his favorite major were you as surprised as i was to not see justin thomas? i know he played well i know he contended but i thought we would see more from justin thomas after this performance for the rest of the year i i thought we might see a really big 23 from him and it really never happened. It, nev- it never came to fruition. Were you as surprised as I was?
2: I, I was, and I was actually super high on JT heading into the Masters. And he really shot himself out of the tournament after a first round four over 76. And he just didn't, and he, he came back and finished in the top 10, but he didn't have a chance to win. You know, the, the expression, you, can, you can't you can win a tournament on Thursday, but you can certainly lose it. He lost it there. He played well in the President's Cup, but didn't really have the the best rest of the year. I think still... With having Bones on the bag, I still have high hopes for JT coming into 23 and given his relationship with Rory, with Tiger, with the PGA Tour. I think he's another guy who, you know, takes the responsibility of PGA versus Live and wants to go dominate. So I think I'm still high on JT into 23. I guess, to your point, too, a little disappointed with his second half of 22, though.
1: Bob, was it your favorite major of the year and were you as surprised as Adam and I that this didn't trampoline into bigger things for JT the rest of the way? Mind you, any year you add to your major total, it's a successful year regardless of what else you do.
3: It uh, it was the most entertaining major for me by far just because of all the things that were moving, all the different moving parts. I mean, Will Zalap Torres coming close again, uh, JT coming, you know, starting the day seven back, as Adam said, falling from eight back, really climbing in. Uh, Pereira, you know, I, I, uh, Graham Delette, who our analyst said, you know, like he still thinks he should have hit driver. You just got to hit the shot because he would have had him would have left himself two sixty going in perhaps something like that to the, to a, to a elevated green, tough green. So there's all sorts of second guessing who's right on that one. Um, and I thought that the golf course played really well. And I, I just think having a great winner, like Justin Thomas adds to the, uh, the laurels that, that you give this tournament. So I enjoyed that one probably more than any of the other four
1: and you, were you surprised that JT didn't kind of spin that into more
3: a little bit he's sort of been he's sort of been you know gaining a reputation for being kind of hot and cold now his his cold is a lot warmer than, than most people's, than most <laughs> people's. <laughs> but but yeah I mean look, let's not forget he came down the stretch at the Canadian Open and uh, you know he had, he had some more chances to win so uh, a good year is as you said is when you win a major
1: All right, on the other side, we're going to pick up the Opens, and we're going to break down the last two majors of the year, the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. So much to chew on with the Opens this year as our major recap continues here. Year in Review special right here on Golf Talk In.
0: This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one.
2: Welcome
1: back to Golf Talk Canada, our year in review special series here as Bob, Adam, and I break down the year of major championship golf. We've been to Augusta, we've been to Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's time to talk opens, U.S. Open and Open Championship. They rounded out the year of majors. And of course, the U.S. Open comes first, middle of June, Father's Day. Uh, Next year, we'll be in Los Angeles at the newly renovated Country Club. As I suggested in the previous segment, we're going to see a lot of renos and a lot of it Gil Han's work in the next few years in our major championships. But this time around, we were at the Country Club. Matthew Fitzpatrick gets it done. Let's get you caught up on how this finished. And guys, as I read these leaderboards, it's amazing to me how the names were recycled, a lot of them and and how many of these guys perform consistently well in the majors. Matthew Fitzpatrick wins his first major championship, six under par with a closing 68, uh, an amazing bunker shot uh, coming down the stretch. I mean, it just leaps out in my mind, but look who's here again. Scotty Sheffield finishes second place, one shot back at five under alongside Will Zalatoris who finished second just a month earlier at the PGA championship, Hideki Matsuyama, who I think a lot of us felt was going to have a much bigger major season than he actually ended up having three off the pace in fourth position, tie for fifth, Morikawa who had a top five at Augusta, Rory McIlroy with his third in a row of two top five. He had a second, he finished in the top 10 and now tie for fifth. So continuing Rory to play well in the majors, Denny McCarthy, and then another Canadian flag on the board. Corey Connors with a top 10 back at Augusta. Adam Hadwin, top 10 here in a T7 along with McCarthy and Keegan Bradley at the U.S. Open. Well done, Adam Hadwin. Opened up with a scorching 66 that week. And then in 10th place, Joel Damon and Gary Woodland at even par. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Guys, the story for me here, Adam was something that I would take a personal deep dive on this year. How does someone who thinks that they need to gain distance, how does somebody who wants to hit the ball further dedicate themselves to hitting the ball further? The big story for me here is Matthew Fitzpatrick has always been recognized as one of the best putters in the game. Uh, Maybe a player that should win more. And him and his team took a deep dive into why he wasn't winning. And statistically speaking, what leaped out to them was he needed to hit the ball further. And he took a deep dive into the stack system, which is a system that I would become personally familiar with in 2023. And he added 10 yards plus off the tee, which is a dramatic number. When you consider how far these guys are already hitting the golf ball. Statistic- statistically, it was an area he needed to improve. He went through a transformation. He did the work, the work paid off. He went from over outside 100th in driving distance to inside the top 10 in driving distance in this major. He goes out and wins it. To me, this is the modern day game kind of into the spotlight right here where distance, you know, not only distance being so important to the modern day game, but how science, coaching, data connected those dots to put him here.
2: It is funny when you think of the last three U.S. Open champions, how distance has now become a huge factor. You know, forever it was hitting fairways, hitting iron off the tee and hitting the fat of the green and going from there. You think Bryson DeChambeau obviously did what he did back in 2020. John Rahm is one of the long drivers on the PGA Tour and winning at Torrey Pines. Then here, Matt Fitzpatrick. And when you look at, I've, I've compared how DeChambeau did it and how Fitzpatrick's done it in terms of gaining distance, gaining speed. Bryson DeChambeau put on all that all that muscle, probably damaged his body in more ways than one trying to put on so much weight. And Fitzpatrick, did his frame really change? Not really. It was all through that stack system, and it was it, it was it's a marvelous turnaround for him to a identify what the issue was, b work on it, and c actually execute it. How hard that actually is, and. You know, he thinks many of the tee shots he hit during that final round, he shot 68-68 on the weekend, one of only two players to shoot in the 60s both rounds on the weekend, the other being Will Zalatoris. It was an unbelievable performance, and he was also in the mix at the PGA Championship too, and came in the top five there, and A, you know, he's great with the driver, but then there's the cross-handed chipping too, where... (laughs) You know, it's like who has ever done that and what a major nobody. So, for Matt Fitzpatrick, I mean, this was an unbelievable turnaround for a guy who's had a pretty solid career, goes on and wins at Valderrama last November, uh, turns this into a major championship victory. It's a lot of hard work and a very well deserved major champion.
1: And we should mention this, guys yes, the distance statistically is the difference that leaps out of the page on what makes Matthew Fitzpatrick different from 2021 to 2022. But, Bob. He hit 11 of 14 fairways, almost 80% of his fairways in that final round. So to Adam's point, he got longer, but he did it smarter. He didn't completely torque his body. He didn't come out like the Incredible Hulk. He didn't sacrifice a huge other portion of his game to get longer. He did it over time. He did it with specialists. He dedicated himself. And not only did he get longer, but he's just as straight. It ends up in a major.
3: Yeah. And I think you're, you're pointing out that there was more than just, even though he added this distance, a two shots stand out for me in that last round. Um, the putt he made on 13 from 50 feet for birdie. That was like, and nobody was making, even coming close to that putt all day. And then his bunker shot on 18. I drove it in the fairway bunker and hit, uh, hit it to just it, but I don't know, 15 feet past the hole and, and rolls the putt in. And it just, to me, he had every part of his game functioning and he's a really, I can't say that I spent a lot of time with Matt Fitzpatrick, but um, later in the year and after in the interview, he's a really dialed in, nice guy, very focused on, on ways to improve, get his game better as so many of the players are now, but uh, he's a deserving champion. I mean, this is a guy, don't forget who won the U S amateur and, and came through now wins the U S open on the same course. And it's just amazing to watch him, it was amazing to watch him perform and and basically have no weak links in his game that week.
1: It was a great week for Matthew Fitzpatrick and, and maybe a bit of a coming out party. Expect big things for Matthew Fitzpatrick in the future. Well, guys, when we started the year, when we started the season, I think all of us had the open championship circled as the event we were looking forward to the most. Uh, you know, it's a non-Ryder Cup year We we all wanted to see, you know, Canadians, multiple Canadians on the President's Cup team. We got that. We were all looking forward to it. We were hoping for a better performance, but it was a nice win to have multiple Canadians on that team. We look forward to Montreal. We all know that 2023 the Ryder Cup is going to be in Rome. Everybody can't wait for that. Uh, there's going to be potential live drama around that, that we will have to wait and see what happens there. But from a 2022 perspective, 150 of celebration of, of the open championship was on absolutely everyone's radar a- and what a tournament it was. Is it fair to say, Adam, that if you weren't in Bob and mine's camp and the PGA championship wasn't your favorite major of the year, as it was for Bob and I, that it's easily the open championship and the 150th
2: celebration celebration did not disappoint. Hands down, everything about the open championship from it's as, as a viewer, as someone who covers the game, I I love early morning golf. A first of all, just turning on and having, as we always say, you know, you're having your morning coffee with with the open championship. But besides the fact there, the history behind that, Tiger Woods playing in it that emotional Friday morning. Uh, when when he was playing, what could potentially, maybe, possibly be his final Open Championship round at the Old Course, and then the way it it sort of transpired with Rory McIlroy, who's had who had this great year in the major championships, going in looking to break that major slump, first trying to get his first one since 2014. All the storylines involved the you know all the, all the charges by many different players on that Saturday during the third round in the final round too like i mentioned earlier where rory played a very good round of golf but he just didn't make any putts and he just got out putted by cameron smith who played just a remarkable round of golf it was this was in my my opinion the my favorite major of the year and and hard to forget too victor hovland had a really good chance to win this thing and shot a sunday 74 so there were so many storylines in this major for sure
1: Let's take a look at the leaderboard. Cameron Smith wins the 150th Open Championship, 20 under par. A one-shot victory over Cameron Young at 19-under. Rory McElroy at 18-under. It was a three-horse race for the latter half of the broadcast. Tommy Fleetwood, 14-under. Victor Hovland who had a rough Sunday had an opportunity to win this. Ends up finishing also tied for fourth and 14-under but a two-over par final round and a rough stretch would derail Victor Hovland. Brian Harmon at 13-under alongside Dustin Johnson with his only top ten in a major this year. And Bryson DeCham his only top 10 in the major this year Patrick Patrick Cantley and Jordan Spieth at 12 under rounding out the top 10 Bob is Cameron Smith's eight under par final round and 30 coming home the the round of the year in golf
3: yeah you'd have to you'd you'd have to make a good argument for that you could make a very very good argument for that I'm not sure if there's certainly in the major championships it was And some of the shots that stand out, first of all, his putting performance was ridiculous. And then I would also look at the the shot he played, the wedge shot he played on the 17th hole over the bunker onto the green. That could have just absolutely been a disaster. But he had so much confidence or I don't know, he was just so much relaxed. It looked like he was kind of on, uh, I don't know, on cruise control playing Sunday with the boys or something rather than fighting for this major championship. But that's the shot that stands out for me that won won it for him. And it's hard to argue that, you know, I mean, there were chances for Rory McIlroy, but he just couldn't get the putter to go. If he had sunk a few more putts, it could have been his. But full credit to Cam Smith for an absolutely stunning final round.
1: Cameron Smith is the only major champion to leave the PGA Tour and head to live uh, at the end of the season. He'll be a live golfer next year. Can he continue to compete in majors? He's going to have exemptions, Bob, regardless of what happens in the official world golf ranking. He's going to have a past champion category at the open, and he's got a five-year window to participate in all the other majors. Being a 54-hole golfer without a cut in an environment that doesn't necessarily breed the desire or the need to stay sh- extremely sharp on that edge that these guys, right? Can he continue to stay relevant in majors, Bob?
3: I think it's going to be awfully hard for those guys. They're not grinding. They're not really as, as, I don't think you're working as hard as you were off season. Uh, You don't have the, uh, you don't get into the competitive edge. If you're playing in the live tour, I I just think these guys, it's going to really start to show in their games. We'll see, but uh, uh, I hope not because Cam Smith's a great player. Don't forget he won the players championship earlier in the year as well. So um, it'll be, but I, I think they're going to be hard pressed to keep that, level of play as some of the pga tour players are
1: i agree with you bob and one could argue that cameron smith because of that players championship in a way it's almost like winning two majors he could have been player of the year it didn't go that way scotty scheffler player of uh, the year and rory mcelroy throwing his hat into the mix very late in the season Uh, adam can smith continue to stay sharp Will he be on that leaderboard at Augusta? Will he be challenging at Sunday? And was this final round eight under that thirty coming home the round of the year?
2: I, it's it's hard to argue that it wasn't the round of the year. I mean, he was putting into a large bucket all day, and where everyone else just simply was not. And it was it was so impressive to see even his two putt on the seventy second hole after driving it just short of the eighteenth and two putting from. I don't know, 100 feet probably to secure that victory after Cam Young did make eagle on that 72nd hole so we had to two putt like he did. I still think there's a chance he he could contend. I mean, he in in majors going forward. I mean, he he's a guy who's who's he was competed at the Masters well. Of course, he had a chance this past year. He put his tee shot on the 12th hole into the water, which really ended his overall chances of winning it. I mean, just to play devil's advocate, I, I I still think he has a chance to, if he grinds his way before major championships and make sure he's relatively sharp, I think he has a chance to get somewhat into the mix Come majors in 2023, he's just that talented of a player. He's just such a good, uh, such a good putter. His driver is the most inconsistent part of his game. I think that's that's pretty clear, and it always has been. But for a guy who has a PGA Tour scoring record like you saw for seven for 72 holes in Hawaii, I, it's it's hard to count this guy out in my mind anyway for majors going forward.
1: I think a lot of this is now guys going to come down to the individual because I believe the environment they have chose to play golf in is not conducive to keeping the edge to Bob's point. There are challenges in place. So you're not going to have a lot of help. You're not going to have a lot of outside influences pointing you in that direction. So for me, a lot of this comes down to the individual, individual pride, desire, or are you taking the money? If you're the Pat Perez you're not going to you know i mean we all know where that's going i mean if you're cameron smith the choice is yours we will wait we will see before we put a bow on this guys uh, a couple of questions before we wrap first bob who were, we're putting aside the players at won. so let's remove our four major champions who had the best major golf season not to, that didn't win and who had the most disappointing major season
3: I would either have to say Rory or Will Zalatoris had the best season without winning I think those two are pretty pretty much up there and and who had the most disappointing season I mean in some ways you could say Tiger uh, just because he didn't really perform and wasn't able to play all four and had to pull out of the the uh, PGA and or the U.S. Open I guess it was Uh, you know it's uh, it's um, Hard boy, that one, that one's a good one to, to ask. So, I don't know.
1: Well, let, let me throw you a name because this might change your direction. I'm with you on the Zala Torres and the Rory. I kind of put Rory a bit of a side because if Rory doesn't win, to me, what Rory does, he's that good. His the way I treat Rory is not like Tiger, but in that direction. So I'm gonna go Zala Torres and Cameron Young. I thought had tremendous major seasons without a victory. But for me, it's easy. John Rahm was clear-cut the best player on the planet when we started <laughs> 2022, and Bob, he didn't even come close to winning a major this season.
3: Yeah, you'd have to. I just saw that name as I was scrolling through a leaderboard, and you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I can't think back to a time when I, when I thought about or saw his name up near the top of the leaderboard at the end of the day, or even in the middle of a round. You're right. It's it's and it's kind of strange, right? Because you don't think of him as a guy who had a necessarily his game fell off the map or anything, but he wasn't there. He wasn't
2: anywhere. You're right.
1: Adam quickly we got about a minute left same questions to you
2: you know I that's when when Bob was talking I was pulling up John Rahm's uh, <laughs> record this year in the majors his best finish was a T12 at the US Open wasn't really in the mix at all but I, I'm still perplexed about Patrick Kentley in the major championships yeah, Three career that is, top tens for a guy I mean he was briefly leading the 2019 Masters for about a cup of coffee and then Tiger obviously came back and won it, it's hard I mean for me Tiger is almost the big, biggest success of the major stories championships for me because he actually played and, and made the cut in the first two, which was just a remarkable performance given he where he was a year ago at this time. But, I mean, for, for Rory McIlroy, he's just due. Like, he's, he's come this far. I think he's ready to win again in
1: 23. Maybe it comes early in April. Okay, on the other side, we'll put a bow on today's show. This is called Talk Cannon.
0: This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last serving as the foundation for the all new tour 360 fit while the new direct injected spike more traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Well,
1: thank you so much for listening to today's show. We're not going anywhere every Monday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. TSN 1050, I Radio tsn.ca as we continue our winter schedule here on Golf Talk Canada. And we'll continue uh, looking at our year in review specials, best of, etc. As we march towards January 23rd, January 23rd, we kick off season 13 of Golf Talk Canada, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. Huge announcement coming that day. Multiple announcements actually coming that day. And then a 7 to 9 repeat. Don't forget every Monday night, but there's a Big news coming in 2023 from GTC as we get ready to kick off Season 13. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 Fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More Traction System will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television Weekly on the TSN Television Network.